This episode of a Top 3 Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at the Rat Hour with Rat Boy. It's your one-stop shop for discussions about this season's seasonal candle lineup, interviews with Dwayne Johnson's biceps, and detailed analysis of cryptocurrency trends. And just for you listeners, I'll give you a sneak peek of what's going on on this week's episode of the Rat Hour. Check this out. Huh, well, I'm not so sure what that's all about. I guess we'll have to tune in to the full episode of The Rat Hour with Rat Boy. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Tube Podcast Network. All right, let's start the show. And uh, this, uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, What's up, everybody? You are listening to a top three podcast where we honor the time old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. Today's topic is our top three worst role models from cartoons. Before we start, if you'd like to support the show, please tell your friends, subscribe, give us a rating and a review if your podcast platform allows it, and follow our social media pages at a top three podcast check the episode description for links to those. We put out a call for listener top threes before recording. We will read your top three and react on the episode. So keep your eyes out for that. I'm Dave Jackson. With me today is Aaron Engel. What's up? Alan Nichols. Hey, everybody. And fan favorite Bloodbath McGrath. Hey, hey. Professor Frank, Professor Frank, the last <laughs> That's very funny. I was low key hoping he would just say "Hey" like that one time, and then just know, force us to move waiting, on. I was waiting for the hammer to drop, and I still wasn't ready for it. <laughs> so, no guests today. If this is your first time listening to the to the show, we picked our top three in the category and we'll take turns going around. We'll say our, all of us will say our number three, then all of us will say our number two, number one, and then give honorable mentions at the end with listener responses. So today's topic, again, top three bad role models from cartoons. Um, sounds kind of weird at first to me, but then I started thinking about it and I realized there are probably more bad role models in cartoons than good role models. Um, so people with kids, these are the cartoons that you don't want your kids to uh, start emulating. Um, people without kids, well, these are the cartoons that probably turned you into the horrible people that you are. <laughs> that we watch at <laughs> nighttime now regularly. Yeah. So um, anyone else have anything about this uh, topic? No, you hit it right on the head. Like now, now that it kind of like opened up to me, like what this top three is actually about. Like every, like almost every cartoon character is somebody that you do not want to emulate in real life. And I think that really speaks on like the brilliance of what uh, cartoons uh, are. Like if you're not like shooting anything with a camera, you pretty much have you know free reign to whatever comes out of your head because you can put anything onto paper. So uh, I think that sort of like drives like the. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I just think that sort of drives, you know, like how bad can you make a character? It's like, a, yeah. like it's always sunny. Like they, they just devolve. And like, as you, and you see in cartoons, like all the time, like every season, they just, they, they're, they're devolving as characters and turning more into more into like pieces of shit as time goes by. Uh, and then there are some like cartoons where the entire reason that character is shitty is the entire basis behind the show itself. Yeah. So uh, once that kind of opened up, uh, it made it really easy for me to pick uh, which three are like the would be the worst people to like be stuck at a bus stop with like by yourself. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's a that's um, a good way to think about it, because it's not necessarily the antagonist in these in these cartoons. It's right. You know, even the even the the good guy, so to speak, um, you know, can can be a real piece of shit. So absolutely. Well, you know, has a uh, as a parent. Um, <laughs> Man, my kid God. is definitely at the. I know, I know, I'm terrible. My kid's definitely at that age where, like, she's starting to. I'm starting to be a little bit more aware of what I'm playing around her, and um, <clears throat> there's a lot of different shows I'm trying to play uh, for. A lot of them are animated, and uh, yeah, man, when you start to really think about it, there's a lot of characters that are out there that uh, are funny and entertaining, but like. There's a lot of values and uh, actions that they can teach your kids that are not always the best. And yeah. uh, I know I got in trouble when I was little uh, for watching The Simpsons, like when I was really little. Yeah. Uh, because, I don't know, Bart said damn or something like that. And then I started walking around saying it nonstop. <laughs> um, so I couldn't watch The Simpsons for like a year. So, uh, yeah, dude, I, I definitely can uh, relate for sure. Okay. Well, Beth kept telling Marvin to eat his shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that didn't go well. Yeah. Don't have a cow, mom. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to go ahead and get us started with uh, my number three horrible role model uh, for kids. Uh, this is actually a show that was marketed, I think, marketed towards kids, which makes it even worse. Some of these cartoons are like they're adult cartoons and you maybe just don't want to have your kid in the room with you. This is a show that's marketed towards kids, as far as I know, and that's Johnny Bravo, who is just <laughs> just a horrible role model for kids. Uh, if you haven't seen Johnny Bravo since you were a kid, uh, maybe don't go back and watch it, because it's a bit uncomfortable how he constantly pesters every woman he sees, and he will not take no for an answer. Not something you want your kids to learn. Luckily... They don't like Johnny Bravo doesn't like succeed with his like dumbass pickup lines on the show. So it's not like saying, hey, you do this, you'll get laid too. But uh, it's it's definitely not something you want like your like late elementary school or like middle yeah, school to, like, son think to is learn. Funny. Yeah. So Johnny Bravo, that's my number three. All right. I'm going to take this very quick opportunity to say that Johnny Bravo is also my number three. Right. Oh, yeah. And like and like Dave, let's just let's just get down to brass tacks here. He's a fucking predator, dude. He's he a is, predator. Dude. Like, do you remember one time where Johnny Bravo was like, ever thought in his head like, oh, she might be 15. Like not one time <laughs> ever. It was literally like he saw a woman he was attracted to, regardless of what their age may or may not have been. And yeah. then went up and hit on them until they beat the shit out of him. And it actually gives like some really uh, lofty expectations as to like what a pre how a you know like what 
to do in a situation where you're confronted by a predator, like just pick him up by his arm and swing him over your head eight yeah. times until you, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's the basic reason why I, I, I think he's like a terrible character to emulate because he is against every, like he goes against every part of my like moral fiber. And if anything, like I think that sort of like masculinity is fucking like annoying as fuck in the first place too. So yeah. they, they, it's, it's, it's right on point, dude. He's a fucking predator. He's a fucking pervert. He doesn't think about anything else. He lives at home with his mom and just walks around whatever town he lives in, just hitting on chicks all day. Yeah. Now that yeah. being said, I liked, I liked that show a lot when I was, a little <laughs> <kid>. <laughs> so I thought it was very funny, all right. but all right. Aaron, back your Aaron's voice, woke. Bro. Aaron's woke now, so we got to yep. cancel Johnny Bravo. Although, in fairness, like, <laughs> like Johnny Bravo is the Pepe Le Pew of the '90s, and like, quite honestly, like we canceled Pepe Le Pew. Like Johnny Bravo is a human. <laughs> like, yeah. we're not. Yeah. We haven't canceled yeah. him yet. <laughs> the, the, the good thing about Johnny Bravo is most people don't know about him. Now that we've talked about him on our show with the amount of listeners that we have, it's only a matter of time before he is canceled. And I, you know, I'm just gonna say this deservedly. So fuck his hair. Yeah. I mean, like let's, let's be honest. If, if Johnny Bravo gets like air in air quotes canceled, we're not losing like some like pillar of like American Correct. animation. Like jo that show Correct. sucks. Uh, I did yeah, not. I never liked I've that show. I went Terrible. back and rewatched it. It sucks. It's the worst. It's real. It's pretty bad. Uh, but it, it does not hold up. No, absolutely not. So yeah, that's that's my number three, Johnny Bravo. Uh, Aaron, what's your number three? Are you getting my you number three us. was also Johnny Bravo? I said it a second that's ago, right. but All right. I just want to reiterate yeah. that he's a predator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's also like a, a a real idiot. I mean, if you if you remember, he was always getting outsmarted by like a five year old in that show. <laughs> that's um, right, that, that plus, little girl. <laughs> plus, like Dave said, he was just this. You know, it was like this. 20 something 30 something year old guy that lived in his mom's basement and um just fucking uh, had yeah. a one track <laughs> mind like literally no other nothing else was happening in his head except like just got to get my dick wet that's it right. well he lived in his own world and so yeah. this is the one this is the one thing about johnny bravo that i will say he at least did have confidence right he was confident that he was the baddest motherfucker in the world he was um, confident, but he put that towards like just the most one of the more problematic ways you could like apply your confidence. Right. And I mean, in, in, inevitably, he was wrong, obviously, yeah. about that. Yeah, it was misplaced confidence. Yeah, for I, sure. I do just want to like side tangent <clears throat> the episode of Johnny Bravo where he meets uh, Scooby Doo and the gang is legit funny like it's still funny to this day it's it makes fun of scooby-doo it makes fun of johnny bravo it's really really funny just saying does he try to fuck daphne and velma yes and shaggy and fred okay yeah, yeah, a little right. bit <laughs> and, and scooby and scrappy and yeah <laughs> yeah and the old white dog with the fishing hat <laughs> uh, all right alan what's your number three uh, my number three is Cruella DeVille. Um, Ooh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. She's a like, bitch, dude. Dude, yeah, she's dude. The, she is legitimately the worst. I, like, I don't know how long it's been since you guys have watched 101 Dalmatians, but like that lady is just terrifyingly mean. She just is rude to everybody. She busts right into people's houses 
and is just a, a straight asshole <laughs> to them in their own home. So she goes into these people's But Alan, she's getting an origin house. story. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that they were making her a movie, yeah. I did. But she busts into these people's houses um, and like demands to purchase their dogs, even though she already has... I, and I, I looked this up. She already purchased 84 puppies to make her damn coat. And she yeah. needed those additional 15 puppies to make her coat. Because, ladies and gentlemen, again, she wanted to murder puppies to make a coat. And wear it once a month to a club. Right. If that. Or just keep it in her closet. You know? Like, she just like killing so, puppies. Yeah. Also, reckless driving was the other aspect to Cruella. Can't, can't have that. Can't have that. <laughs> no. I mean, just, just, you know, really, really reckless and impulsive. Crashes her car. No good. All right. So here's the thing with Cruella DeVille. Like, are kids watching 101 Dalmatians and thinking that, like, that is somebody that they want to act like? Because I, I, I would when I was making my list, that would not have been a consideration. I was I, w- I went more for like characters that if a little kid's watching, they're gonna think, "Hey, that person's cool. I want to be like them." And I don't think any little kid is like, "I want a puppy coat." Cruella Deville is cool, dude. She's rich, right? And okay, I, think she has I take a it Rolls all back. Royce. Take yeah, it she all has back. a Rolls Royce, right? Like that's pretty fucking cool. I mean, and so have I you do- ever have you ever touched a puppy? They're super soft. Now Have imagine you ever driven a Rolls imagine, Royce. Imagine wearing that around. <laughs> My daughter likes the doggies. Sure. And she is terrified when when Corilla comes on screen. Of course. She so, is a terrifying lady. She is. I was scared when I was little. Like the end of the end of the movie where she's driving that car, like and her eyes are all like crazy and Yeah. I know man. Creepy. Yeah. She's bad, uh yeah. she's a she's a real Karen. That's <laughs> the you know, OG Karen. You know, Cruella DeVille is a fucking terrible person to customer service people. You know, she's horrible mm-hmm. to customer service people. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. She would be. Yeah, she's horrible to she's... random strangers houses. She walks into without permission. Yeah, just yeah, imagine how just imagine how she is at like Subway. If someone fucks up her sandwich. <laughs> I asked like, specifically well, I for puppies on this sandwich. <laughs> right, Alan? Correct me. Like they're they're supposed to know each other. They're acquaintances, Coella uh, yes. and uh, and the and Anita. Yes, they are acquaintances, and she busts into their house mm-hmm. to try to get them to buy the puppies. Makes fun mm-hmm. of both of them for getting for yeah. for being together. And just is, is <laughs> yeah. in general like a real like a real turd the entire time she's on screen. Um, she's on cocaine, which is why I don't think is. that little kids are 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 like thinking, "Hey, that person's really cool. I want to be like her." We live in a terrible world, Dave. I, I don't really yeah, think yeah. you know that. But like, did, did you guys really want to be like Johnny Bravo? Like, there's when you watch I mean, Johnny Bravo. He's a protagonist. I, it's different. I, yeah, he's a protagonist, I, and I thought, like, I, I didn't that's think fair. that I didn't think the show was very good. But he has some funny, like, one-liners. Like, he's definitely set up 
in a way that like teenage boys might think he's funny and like think like, oh, I should try using a bunch of pickup lines like that. That's fair. All right. Head writer on Johnny Bravo, Seth MacFarlane. For real. That's huh. very that's very funny. Yep. All right. Bloodbath, what's your number three? <clears throat> well, for mine, uh, I went with uh, all my picks are girls because I have a daughter and sure. we sure. watch all and I've watched all these shows with her or in front of her. So <clears throat> my number three is Angelica from the Rugrats. <laughs> uh, Just again, pure like evil incarnate, man. Yeah, dude, Angelica is a spoiled brat. She's selfish. She is manipulative. She is very bossy, very uh, aggressive, and really enjoys the aspects of bullying uh, children. Now, I know, I think Angelica is supposed to be like three or four, um, but she is like physically assaulting like infants uh, <laughs> quite often, um, which is pretty evil, I would say. Like, it's very, um, you know. Like, I would uh, argue that it doesn't get much more evil than that. Yeah, dude, she's no. like, yeah. like I mean, she's, she's so evil closed, her mouth. No, go ahead. She's closed fist smacking uh, toddlers <laughs> in the head. Um, <laughs> under two years old. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty. Uh, completely frank evil. here. That's a. That's uh, why, yeah, it's, that's it's a pretty. Tommy, that's why Tommy Pickle's head was so lumpy. You yeah. know, <laughs> all the yes. beatdowns. Yeah, yeah, all, all those Angelica beatdowns. That being said, call, I do want to say uh, Rugrats really holds up. Uh, it's, it it's does really hold cute. Up. It's a nice. Show. I, actually, I actually watched uh, Rugrats in Paris when I was on uh, when I was in Hocking Hills because all the kids wanted to watch it, and I I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Like I was laughing. Like it's it's just a well written show. Were you eating 160 pizza rolls? I was eating 80 pizza rolls on two separate time, like things. But yes, I was eating pizza rolls while I was watching that. Is, Dude, is that uh, what you wanted? Beth? I'm still confused as to why Aaron had a bunch of children in a cabin in the woods. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to tell you the same thing I told everybody, and it's do not think about it. <laughs> the same the same thing he told the police. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, same thing, the same thing I told my public defender. <laughs> uh, dude, uh, the I I think that like Bloodbath, do you identify with uh, Tommy's parents uh, when you watch Rugrats um, now? No, not necessarily. I think um, I don't really think I. I don't think I identify with any of the parents at this point. Uh, I don't know. Like that show is very much like from the a child's perspective. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. That's just kind of like what I focus on. Like, and I usually play it with, uh, with my daughter in the room. So like, um, I don't know. We just, I just think I focus a little bit more on stuff going on with the kids. Um, sure. I don't know. The, the adult storylines are funny though. Like they're legit, like funny. Yeah, like Stu's like the best character in that show, man. Like he 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 is just portrayed like like really really well. Same with his grandpa. I mean, same with like even like Chucky's dad. Like each one of them has like their own little like you can like 
personify them if you're asked to, right? Like you could explain who they are and you know what their you know deal is. Uh, they they do get a lot of that screen time, and there's still that like joke where like Stu's making pudding in the kitchen at like 3 a.m. and Dee Dee comes in, she's like, Stu, why are you making pudding? He's like, because I've completely lost control of my life, and it is the fun. <laughs> <laughs> Like the funniest cartoon line in the world to be <laughs> top three for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm, All for right. Sure. Uh, I'm going to move us into number twos then. And uh, my number two, um, I don't know why you would be watching this with a small child in the room, but I don't know if you're, you have a teenager or something, you don't, you definitely do not want your kid to grow up acting like Sterling Archer. That's my number two. <laughs> oh, he's he's like Johnny Bravo with a college degree. Yeah, he's Johnny Bravo with a gun. Yes, that is that is close. That, that is that is a horrifying thought. He is go on. He is like the ultimate in just like horrible behavior in every single situation he finds himself in. Um, of course, it's a show for adults, so it's. It's not quite like as I don't see him as like a bigger problem than Johnny Bravo, but still like you definitely don't want your kid to be like super spoiled like Archer, be fucking rude to everybody in his life. Uh, Also, not not a person who like really takes no for an answer from women. Um, Yeah, he's just a horrible person. Which the only difference is, between him and Johnny Bravo is he insults the women. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, he's, he's exactly. mean as like he's mean as shit to him. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, just as a counterpoint, like he is a super spy who's really good at being a super spy. Yeah, yeah. That's why that's why his character works because while he's being just the worst person, he's also like the best spy in the world, which makes him like an entertaining character to watch. He's doing something cool while he's being a horrible person. But you definitely don't want your child to learn how to act by watching the way Archer approaches different situations. No, and and now that we're, I mean, I don't want to keep circling back, but like the thing about uh, Johnny Bravo, where I think Dave says that it starts to become a problem, is that uh, Johnny Bravo gets portrayed as being uh, uh, romantic or like. You know, they kind of, yeah, well, like he's kind of portrayed like has like a hopeless romantic. And so, like, it, you know, it's sort of portrayed to um, empathize with him a little bit. Um, although I will say, like, someone like Archer is like definitely like, I mean, I I don't think that they try and glorify his behavior or his personality. No, not really. like he's, he's everyone else on the show portrayed as being, yeah, he's a right. pretty toxic person and they're pretty upfront about that. Yeah. It's just like, if Johnny Bravo and his characteristics are my number three, well, Archer is like a step up and he's also an asshole to everybody. So he's number two on my list. Uh, Actually, like you could just say like the entire Archer family, because his mom is the fucking worst too in the show. Mallory Archer is, is definitely a worse person. Than Sterling Archer, I think. Yeah. I know, and and she's like by far my favorite character in the show. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Jessica Walter. She mm. fucking killed that role. Super true. I um, uh, I've got a confession. I've like I've watched like three episodes of Archer Tops. Uh, dude, oh, dude, you'd love it. It's it's it is good. 
It is very good. I've heard it's good. Dude, the animation is what like kind of turns me off. Like it's it did for it's me a, at first too. It's weird. It's yeah. it's like old pulp comics like type shit, but it's it's super cool. Yeah. You get used to it. Archer has a style that's different from a lot of cartoons. Like it's a lot faster paced than other cartoons. It's one of those like like arrested development where it's like a joke every 5 seconds and yeah. it takes a little bit to get used to, but it is a really really good show. My my favorite <clears throat> my favorite part of Archer is always uh, I forget it's like one of the later seasons but like he's he's being held captive on a an island or something like that and like they're all playing soccer or volleyball and like he named his team the Archers of Loaf which is <laughs> a band and it just always makes you laugh yeah all right uh, Aaron what's your number two. I'm actually uh, very, very happy about this number two, and I'm probably going to isolate uh, yeah, at least some people because I have some very strong feelings about this genre of cartoon in general. My number two uh, character uh, that I wouldn't want anybody emulating is any character in any anime ever created. Okay? Oh, good, dude, good, yeah. <laughs> Whew, okay, so here's what's up is I hate, anime i hate it so much uh it is nothing but like a drivel of bullshit that is peddled on children uh to buy merchandise and that is 100 true and you can fucking find me in the street and fight me about that okay so reasons why uh i do not like i, I do not want people emulating people in animes one they just talk in circles all of the fucking time. Like, all they do is say the same thing 18 fucking times. So <laughs> everybody in the fucking world, like, it, it's like they repeat themselves so frequently in these shows that that I, I just completely lose interest. I'm like, no, I understand. Ichinose song has to go <laughs> fucking fight at the Temple of the Shadowed Knight. Like, you've been talking about this for eight fucking episodes, man. Uh, <laughs> another weird thing, and I know we've talked about this before, is how, like, like uh, protagonists in anime, like for the most part, uh, at least male ones are portrayed in like a very, it's like the opposite of how Americans portray uh, their male protagonists too. They're just like these like twitchy, like they, they just look like they're in a K-pop band, like every single one of them. <laughs> and like, not only do I have to look at that, like then I have to listen to them talk about the shadow temple for 40 episodes. Like I, I just, I, I just, I, I don't get it. And like anybody out there who's like, well, you know, you should really watch one punch man or some shit like that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, fuck you. I'm not watching that stupid anime. Uh, I hate all of your characters. I hate everything about it. Loved me some persona five. Uh, I'm going to stop right here because I'm, I'm legit getting mad as fuck right now. Just thinking about, <laughs> just thinking about anime. Uh, what I will say is only with a uh, and only anime. All right, there we go. Case in point. Wow. I hate, I'm mad. I'm <laughs> mad about this, dude. I hate this shit, and I'm tired uh, of everybody liking it. Go dude, Pellies. Go Pellies. Go America. <laughs> uh, dude, the the anim my my problem with the anime characters is that they're all fucking stereotypes. Like. The other, a like, lot of the like other, to the 10th degree, yeah. like to the 100th degree. Yeah. And so I haven't watched enough anime to comment intelligently about it, but I'm going to comment anyway, because that's how the show works. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, 
anime characters that like when shit's happening around them, all they do is like fucking just like stand still and grit their teeth and like don't oh, ever fucking do oh, anything. Oh, <laughs> oh, and their eyes are all wide. You're like, God, dude, God, you, I gotta get I mean, off here before I say some more awful things about. It. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. I don't. I would not want. Uh, I would. I don't know. I don't see it as like super harmful, but it's also not helpful. Uh, the way that a lot of the characters work in anime and especially the way that like women are portrayed in anime is like rarely oh like my God, nuanced it's... and good. It's, it's <laughs> they, always, oh my there's God. like, there's like the sweet, Huge there's like the sweet, like, come on, man. There's like the sweet girl who's like, uh, just like super cute, but also like doesn't do anything. There's just like the girl who's an asshole and that's her whole character. She's an asshole. And like I don't know, you you want to be like one of them? Take your pick. None of it will be good. There's no substance to it. There's there's just yeah. there's like nothing there. It's it's like you said. You know, you you can have like every character represents like one stereotypical thing, and that works when you know every fucking anime has eight hundred and sixty five fucking main characters. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it really draws away from everything. Like you're talking like it has the slowest plot movement of like any fucking medium like out there aside from maybe like encyclopedias you know what i mean like it's it's just it's just awful and i hate it and it's not so much that i don't want my kids or kids in general emulating anime it's that i don't want anybody watching anime because i think it is genuinely harmful to us as a species <laughs> so encyclopedias have plots i was just about to ask I you mean, sometimes, same thing bloodbath so, so, sometimes sometimes you know <laughs> You know, there's a battle of. Go read about the Battle of Shiloh Hill, dude. There's a story there. Alan, you you do you have any thoughts on anime? Because I have something I want to say. I'll let you go first. I really don't have any thoughts on anime. I mean, I I'm trying to think of when the last time I I watched a, a piece of anime. Um, I guess I I watched some Dragon Ball Z back in the day. Does that count? Yeah, Dragon yeah. Ball Z's all right. All right. I mean, I, I watched some Dragon Ball Z. I watched uh, Pokemon. You know, if that yep. counts. Yeah, I like so Pokemon, that... but all it is is a way to sell merchandise, Alan. They're tricking you, oh. and they're making wait, us wait, wait, dumber. Wait. So, let me just say this, and then and then we can move on to Bloodbath. So I just named two anime shows that I did watch, and Aaron said he liked both of them. On to Bloodbath. Yeah, that's, like, <laughs> that, 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 that's like two out of 150,000, bro. Well, I mean, so I'm just saying it was two for it was two for two tonight, though. So on to bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, I was Blair. also eight when I watched them. On to bloodbath. <laughs> Here's my thing. Uh, I don't watch that much anime. There's just so much out there. Um, I don't mind it. I'm not a huge fan, but I I find it interesting. Um, I'd say like you know, Dragon Ball Z, um, Attack on Titan, uh, Akira. And the Studio Ghibli movies, are, I think, are all really good. Everybody should probably check those out. That being said, <clears throat> I don't disagree with anything Aaron is saying. But, uh, so, I work with uh, a pretty diverse group of people. I've got, um, you know, sort of, uh, you know, kids that come from 
kind of the rough parts of the inner city, some kind of more ghetto people, some more gangster people. There are, uh, you know, kind of suburban white kids, and there's, like, uh, some kind of, like, hillbilly country guys that work for me and stuff like that. Um, the one thing that unites all these guys is their love of anime. Like, they talk about it You're not wrong. Endlessly. Everybody loves it. Endlessly. They, 100%. they like it so much. They know so many things about it. Um, yeah, dude. Like, I mean, like, they legit... There are so many people that I work with that on paper have no business being nice to each other whatsoever, and they are best friends at work purely because they will sit there and talk about uh, Naruto for, like, four hours straight. Yeah, that Fair sounds enough. like that's the worst saying. job of all time. That's, terrible. <laughs> that's a rough That's a rough conversation for me, but if, if it brings people together, then cool. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what good, they're talking about. Point. I have no clue what they're talking about, but I like their enthusiasm, so go for it. And leave it, leave it there, bloodbath, because what they're yeah, talking can... about, what they're talking about, is bullshit. But I'm glad they're talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alan, what is your number two? Uh, my number two is Eric Cartman. Good call, um, dude. Yeah, for sure. Eric. Eric Cartman, if you think about Eric Cartman, if he were a real person, he would be one of the most terrifying individuals in the entire world. I just want to real quick, I, I thought of a few things that Cartman did that just I want to throw out there. Um, you guys, <laughs> a lawyer you review. Guys remember, you guys remember the time when he uh, when he uh, paid uh, crack addicted mothers to uh, use their babies for a YouTube channel where he would have crack addicted babies fight over a crack rock and then <laughs> broadcast it. Um, yeah. I do, do remember that. Do you remember um, when okay, where, where is it? Hang on, I have a list here. Do you remember when he cut up Scott Tennerman's parents and fed him, fed them to him in Chile? Remember that one? Yes. That, yeah, that was, that was the last one on my list. Do you remember when he convinces Bill Clinton to uh, declare the South the winner of the Civil War? Uh, <laughs> he, he just, he uh, just keeps him drunk on like cinnamon schnapps or something. Like keeps his army like drunk yeah. on cinnamon schnapps. Schmore schnapps. Schmore schnapps. You remember when he, uh, he gave Kyle AIDS? Just out of spite. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you remember when he dressed up as Hitler and rallied the entire community to uh, try to exterminate the Jewish people? I mean, like, this is the person that I'm talking about when we when we thought about this category. Um, yeah. Eric Cartman. Um, but at the same time, he's he's like one of the main protagonists of this yeah, entire he, he, show. I actually think he's like one of the most interesting cartoon or just the most interesting characters like ever written because you're there's this weird dichotomy between like all the wrong that he does and how much you like him. Right. Like there, there's this like weird shift in like all he does is the worst shit in the entire world. But the show does a really, really good job of humanizing him and specifically like humanizing him as a child. You, You know what I mean? But you're not wrong. Do you remember that one time he hired 
uh, where his parents like got together and gave all the kids chicken pox. So they hired a prostitute to rub her butthole and vagina on their toothbrushes. So they would get herpes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, do, do, do you remember that? <laughs> uh, Cartman's the worst. He's the worst. Terrible. He's also like, you know, if we ever did a top three all-time cartoon characters, like he might be on my list. And like, I, I, I just think they do a really, oh man, like that part where like uh, he was with that theater teacher and he was like, close your eyes. What do you see? And he closed his eyes and all you see are like evil clowns and murderers <laughs> and fucking metal music. And, and then he's like, what did you see, young child? And Carmen's like, well, the same thing I normally see when I close my eyes. <laughs> like, like, what the hell? But you're you're right. Yeah, you're just, yeah. like literally, like the worst kind, like the worst of in every aspect of humanity. Right. I mean, he's just he's he's greedy. He's ignorant. He's impatient. He's racist. Uh, he's discriminatory. <laughs> I mean, he is he is he's like the the worst person in in the world. Um, yeah, he is. He hits every level of like why human beings are terrible, and he just like is is that like burritoed up into one character. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, he's mean to animals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good. Hey. Good point. Tie that back into Corella Deville. Yeah. The only def- the only defense I feel like you could ever give Eric Cartman, and I'm on uh, the same page with you, Alan. So I'm not trying to defend him, but like, I guess the only like thing I would add is like, if you, I guess if you at least watch enough South Park, like he, <sighs> Eric's always consistent and he's always like earnest and honest enough about like what a horrible like person that he is. He's never like really trying to be pretend to be something that he's not. Um, so I mean, I guess you could at least say that he's, you know, so you know, he, he's dis- authentic. I would, dis- I would dispute that because I think he's constantly trying to be something he's not right. But he did say he was consistent in that. And like when people confront him about things like he doesn't like for like 90% of the time, he does not shy away from like telling people his evil plan. You know what I mean? That's that well. Is true. I guess. I guess. I guess more of what I'm saying is like, you know, they're never trying to like make an episode where like you feel for Eric. You never like, like you're never empathetic towards him. You never really feel for him. You're never like, you know, it, it's always you know consistently like he's just a bad person, and like they don't try and you know, give him the satisfaction of being nice. Like, if there's ever a moment on the show where he's, like, nice, it's, like, for two seconds and then you see why he's being nice. And I don't know. I guess, again, the consistency of that, I think, is, you know, because, like, I think over time, you know, they'll, like, look, they'll take all four of the main boys and they'll sort of dissect them a little bit and they'll kind of, like, show you, like, why each one of them is, you know, they'll kind of turn their characteristics on their head a little bit, you know, they'll, they'll, uh, deconstruct them a little bit. They don't ever try and deconstruct Cartman. Like he's always just like, you know, he's, he's Bugs Bunny. I mean, he's just like the agent of chaos. So he kind of is the agent of chaos. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you there. Um, bloodbath. What's your number two? All right. My number two is from the show. Bojack Horseman. And the character is Sarah Lynn. Um, okay. If you're not super familiar with the show, uh, Bojack Horseman was a TV star in the 90s. He's a horse man. 
Uh, Hence the name and, of the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just remember like when I first saw the show, um, I'd gotten home off. I'd come home from work. It was like late on Sunday night and uh, Jamie was watching. It was like when the show first came out and she was like, all right, this is the show. This, you know, Will Arnett's like a like horse man hybrid. And uh, he used to be on a show in the 90s. OK, go. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Sarah Lynn is the actress in the show who played his fictional uh, daughter on the and on the show within a show that was on in the nineties. And ha- when you meet her on the show, she's grown up, um, and she's just become just the quintessential uh, Hollywood uh, child actor. Um, she's got a severe drug problem. Um, she's you know overly sexualized. Um, she's just a complete like mess, uh, uses people, steals money, um, destroys things. I mean, she's just like an all around horrible person. Like think of, you know, all the like horror stories that you've heard about child stars. That's her in a nutshell. And, uh, mm-hmm. this is a show I've watched in front of my child and it's <laughs> definitely someone yeah. I want to make sure that she doesn't, uh, aim, try and emulate as she gets older. Yeah. But on, like I haven't seen BoJack Horseman, so on the show is she portrayed in like any kind of sympathetic or like good way, or is she just like a piece of shit all the time? Um. Well, and I haven't watched the show in a while, so like she's portrayed as like like with most of the characters, you know, it's they try and like give you backstory, and it's like you kind of see why she thinks what the way they did with her why she turned out the way she did and like it's sympathetic in that notion but you know they hold the show is really good about holding all the uh, characters accountable for the things that they do um it's a very uh i don't know it's it's not necessarily the show is not necessarily funny a lot of the times it's like it's pretty dark and pretty uh um pretty intense in a lot of ways so, uh, yeah, they definitely, so, I mean, it's not portrayed, like, it's not glorified in any way. Um, she's definitely funny, like, she has funny parts, but, like, um, yeah, it doesn't end well, so. Fair enough. Yeah, I've, I've never, I actually um, watched one episode, and I hate the animated, like, style of BoJack Horseman. It, like, it it hurts my eyes to look at. I think it's one of the ugliest shows <laughs> I've ever seen. So I, I'm never going to watch it. I've heard it's good though. It's great. That's interesting. I've, I've, I mean, I, I, under, I mean, I don't think it's a great looking show, but I don't think it like bothers me that much. I mean, like the way that the characters are drawn, that's what I mean. Like the design, not like yeah. that. The animation is like aesthetically bad. Well, I guess that's what right. it does mean. I don't mean like they are not good at drawing. I don't like the style no, it's drawn in. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't understand no, I why. I guess I understand why they did it in that show, but I have this feeling like cartoons that are marketed towards adults like look like shit to me a lot. Uh, some of them yeah. look really good. Like Archer looks really good to me, but like BoJack Horseman is just like everyone doesn't need to be so fucking ugly. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I've never uh, seen the show, but to be fair, they are animals. Well, some some of them are animals, some of them are just regular people. That's what's interesting about the show, too. Like yeah, they're never I, addressed. I, I 
Yeah. I do like Will Arnett a, a good amount, though. I think, you know, for I mean, it's really hard for me to hate anybody who did really, really well in Arrested Development, which is one of my favorite shows. So I do like Will Arnett a lot. And I think he's very funny, but I, I also have never seen it. Same. He's really good on the show. Uh, the character Sarah Lynn is played by Christian Scholl. Um, oh, cool. And she's really good in it. Yeah, she is um, cool. And the character, like, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to spoil it, but like, you know, the, the, um, the plot with the character and the, you know, development stuff, it gets really interesting. Alan, have you watched it at all? I have only seen a few episodes of it, and they weren't in any particular order. Um, yeah. You know, so I, as far as like input on it, I, the animation didn't really bother me too much. I just never, I never sat down and and really dug into it. It was funny. I mean, I I, I get what you're saying that it's it's also kind of dark, um, but I, there were there are jokes. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was it's 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 good. I do I do not know anything about the character that you're talking about though. I the only character's name that I can remember is is Bojack Horseman. And then Mr. Peanut Butter. I also remember Mr. Yeah. Potter. Okay, uh, let's move it into number ones then. Hey everybody, before we do our number one picks, we'd like to talk to you about that magical drink, the one that makes this podcast possible. That's right, we're talking about coffee. At a Top 3 Podcast, we are in way different time zones. and We record super late at night for, the, for most of us, actually. And coffee is what makes it all tick. We're proud to share with you one of our favorite local roasteries, Barbell Brew. Barbell Brew provides single-origin coffee beans that are air-roasted in small batches on location in Troy, Ohio, and they're available for shipping nationwide. Check them out at barbellbrew.com where you can find pre-ground or whole bean coffee in several different varieties or sign up for their Coffee of the Month program for a curated caffeination experience. We also have an exclusive deal for our listeners, 20% off your first order using the promo code TOP3 at checkout. That's the promo code TOP3, that's the number three in there, at checkout, 20% off your first order. Barbell Brew also has a really cool program called Coffee for a Cause, where each month they donate a percent of their profits to a different charity. The charity for May 2021 is Dress for Success Cincinnati. So your purchase of your coffee is going to help uh, women in need in the Cincinnati area get professional clothes and get a support network and all that good stuff. So follow them at Barbell Brew Coffee Roasters on Facebook, and at Barbell Brew Coffee on Instagram. And check our episode description for links to those pages and their website so you can get your coffee on. Support local coffee roasters and taste the difference. All right, back to those number ones. I'm going to start number ones and we already talked about my number one. His name is Eric Cartman. I, yeah, 
we probably should have Michael Bumpus'd Eric Cartman, or we at least had the discussion, but uh, Cartman's Perhaps. a horrible character. But what you guys talked about in the last uh, discussion is there's a point in South Park where Eric kind of became a caricature of just like a, a psychopath. And yeah, he's a early, crazy, pr- he, crazy, early, crazy season, early season Cartman was a horrible kid, but he was not like, he wasn't like fucking trying to eradicate the Jews or yeah, uh, like right. doing, doing shit with crack addicted mothers. Like before his like complete change into that, he was already just a fucking racist, a selfish uh, little <laughs> asshole. Uh, he can't take a joke. He can't. He starts. He starts fights that he can't finish. Like literally everything you would teach your kid not to be. That's Cartman. He's spoiled rotten by his mom um, because it's the only way she can get him to like behave because he's a piece of shit. Uh, so like. <laughs> I'm focusing on like the early season Cartman where he was still more of just like a bad little kid than like a caricature like he is in the later seasons. Uh, Both of them are funny, but when I was thinking of Cartman, that's the version I was thinking of. So just like he would be the worst kid to have uh, in your own house. (laughs) Do you think I could maybe have two Mega Mighty Rangers. <laughs> Just like all the little shit, like eating all the skin off the KFC. Is, like, <laughs> oh my god! That's I, the worst thing, dude. If I had a, if so I had a kid, exactly what I thought about. That would be the fucking That's exactly worst. What I was like thinking. little shit like that too. Not like just how erratic. does he still have friends? Yeah, and like that. That's the part that blows my fucking. And I think that's why it's like easy to be like, you know, to associate him as like a protagonist because like all the characters that actually make sense in the show are like, nah, yeah, he's an asshole, but he's our friend. Like it, Loki reminds me of like like me a little bit, where I'm just like, I don't, <laughs> I, I just, I like everybody here knows that I am by far the worst. Right. And I, I think everybody would agree. We mentioned it multiple times in the podcast. Oh, 100%. Uh, but it, like, I, no, nobody disagrees. <laughs> they're like, they're like, no notes, angle, perfect review of yourself. But like, yeah. So, like, uh, but, 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 but he, he is, it, it blows my mind that like everybody is his friend after all the times he has like, like gutter fucked them. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, he goes at everybody. It, like everybody, he makes fun of like. Yeah, there's he another thing he didn't of, talk about. He makes about. fun of Kenny for being poor. He makes fun oh my of God, Kyle dude. for being Jewish. He's just like an asshole to yeah, everybody. Yeah, he makes fun of Stan for being a pussy. Like yeah, the, uh, he there's that part. This is also very funny where he uh, they go to Kenny's house for a sleepover, and when he walks into his house, he's like in the ghetto, and I'm on a <laughs> Chicago board, a time to baby child is born in the ghetto. It's <laughs> 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 like the funniest thing in the. I'm entire not laughing world. at the song i'm laughing at how aaron knows that much of the song <laughs> i don't i bet i did not even say the first line properly if you go back and listen rewind 30 seconds i messed up four of those words but it was just like, like i said he, he he goes at everybody it blows my mind that like and he has a girlfriend in the show now or at least he did i haven't watched it in a while but uh yeah no the fact that they're still his friend is is just crazy as fuck to me with how yeah. much of an asshole he is to everybody yeah, that's that's early season Cartman where he's he's still a normal kid, but he's a piece of shit. He's the worst kid you would ever want to have in your friend group. Well, so, yeah. and I'd say like the biggest like 
disservice to, I guess, an impressionable child watching it or a younger person watching it is like they don't. I know that they probably do it sometimes, like try and like delve into like why everybody tolerates him or puts up with him or he is still there. But like they also like very much just kind of like shrug their shoulders and be like, it's just the status quo. Like every episode resets itself and he's always just there. And like I can definitely see how that gives like a younger person the impression that like, oh okay, I'm just like I'm just the Eric Cartman of the group, so like it's just like tolerated. Yeah, things will like, be fine no, tomorrow, man. no matter what I do today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No fair point. I, I do think like one of the biggest strengths of South Park though is like how satirical it is. And I and I think Cartman is like the embodiment of what they're like trying to do with the show, right? It's kind of like Archie Bunker, you know, and that that comparison uh to Cartman has been made, but that you can just kind of do and say anything because like you know, at your core you are kind of a lovable character. Like, no, the characters in the show do not give Cartman the satisfaction of like feeling bad for him, but like there are moments throughout the show where where you do like he he is somebody that like everybody can relate to i mean yeah who which one of us hasn't tried to exterminate the jews at one point in our life before we turned the age of before we turned 11 like right yeah. like, yeah. like right. Come on. and just come like on. that Let, let's be was canceled yeah, that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's right nah but uh i i i, I do uh I, I do agree with bloodbath but I, th- I think that like again the strength of the show is like how satirical it is and and cartman is again the embodiment of uh y- you know what what th- i mean they use him as like the the device to guide most of the stories in the show and if not that like the device to guide the comedy in the show so you know there yeah. is something to be said about that yeah cartman is uh at least like in the earlier seasons like a lot of the episodes would begin where cartman has some like fucking scheme to get a like a, a toy or something like that and it just like drags the entire town down with him in yeah his ends in death yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so yeah um we've talked about cartman a lot so let's move to aaron and your number one all right my number one is dale from king of the hill Right. <laughs> I thought so, about that. Yeah. So uh, I, I I work at a liquor store. That's my job. That's what I do. And on a almost hour on an almost hourly basis, I have to deal with these like weird like QAnon like conspiracy theory like type of people. And it like you know like anti-maskers like it just just like people who are just like so far up their own ass with conspiracy theories that i genuinely hate them as human beings you know what i'm saying and uh dale gribble and we've talked about this before like if king of the hill like remade the show today dale would 100 be like the head of the arlen texas QAnon chapter like he, he he is he would literally be like he would come into my store and like he wouldn't be wearing a mask and he would come up to the counter and he would be like, you know, the revolution's coming. I'm like, you told me the revolution was coming last month, Dale. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? So like there is and I'm not going to name names, but there is specifically one person that comes into my store that reminds me of Dale Gribble. And the fact that that person is so absolutely like intolerable to me, like makes me think that like if if one kind of person should not be emulated, uh, it's 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 Dale because he's a huge conspiracy theorist. None of his shit makes sense that a- anything that he says, he, he has his whole life invested in this dumb shit. And now like in America today, that, that kind of stuff is like glorified. 
Like, like, like the, there are tons of people who like believe that shit and Dale would be part of what I think is a dumb fucking movement, but <laughs> he's so like, he, he's so like, he, you know, not afraid to speak his mind that I know he would be one of those people that would talk to me at the liquor store and make me want to like just walk out and never come back again. Like, you know, D Dale Gribble is the last kind of human being that I think should exist. Like all, all you're doing is making it harder on everybody else just by being the dumb piece of shit that you are. That being said, I love Dale and he's the perfect addition to that show. But if we're talking like, you know, people I, like if I don't want people to emulate or, or, or like, you know, like a character in that way, it's Dale. It's not even close. He's fucking stupid. Yeah. You know, he's dumb as fuck. Just like everybody else who believes in that dumb QAnon shit, bro. I'm telling you, like, I, I, it would be intolerable. And not only that, it would be like harmful to us as a progressive society to have more people like him in it. Yeah. And on King of the Hill, which aired a long time ago now, um, Dale's kind of like conspiracy obsession was like funny and like cute because it's not Correct. hitting yeah. it. But now because, it's because now nobody it, took it seriously. Now it's standing in front of you. Like when you're ringing up the cash register and it's not as funny anymore. Cause it's, it's like, it's in your backyard now. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, you should wear a mask. Cause I don't want to die on accident for no reason. Like, you know, it's, it's so fucking stupid to me, dude. And uh, like I said, you're right. The conspiracy theory thing, it, it used to be funny. It used to be, you know, something, but now it's just like, oh shit, like a lot of people believe in that and all of them can vote. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, 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 it just, it just bugs me and there should not be people like him around. All of them can vote and all of them are raising children and can have guns. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that's what, that's just what Ohio is like all the time. It's so crazy. Yeah. Also, that's a good, good pick. Pocket sand. So. <laughs> You know, you definitely, um, you definitely don't, want, you don't want your kid throwing sand oh in your eyes. God. No, I do. Never mind. I take everything I said back. That's brilliant. He's, he's the best cartoon character. And I want everybody to be like him. So I, I actually, I, um, this is a little bit off topic, but I, I work with a guy named Rusty Shackelford. I shit you not. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, Can he best, come on the uh, show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Will he he's be a law. Friend? He's a law enforcement officer, so he definitely won't be your friend. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he probably won't come on the show either. That's uh, awesome. his name is Rusty Shackelford. He does not carry. He does not carry pocket sand. He does carry mace. So does he? Well, does he? Does he get the? Does he get the humor? Sand. Does he understand why it's funny? Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's watched King of the Hill before. Good, he, yeah, he yeah. Gets I just want to very quickly like thank the audience. Like, I really got like a lot of anime and like QAnon conspiracy shit <laughs> off of my chest tonight, and it's it's not very often I get to talk openly like this. And I'm very glad you're listening. Maybe my sister. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're losing the entire QAnon demographic, though. Yeah, man, I that mean, was like so, that's like, ninety five. <laughs> That's 95% yeah. of our audience. They're the only losers that'll listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, Aaron well, pick your battles, bro. God, next week we were going to do top three favorite things about QAnon, but I guess we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> top three reasons why you hate Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> um, all I'm going to say 
is that I agree with you 100%. And as far as King of the Hill goes, I'm not going to litigate King of the Hill today, but I love that show. I watch it more than probably anything else currently. And in my opinion, Dale, Boomhauer, and Bill are all like the weakest links of that show. So. Oh, King of the Hill is great. Say. Yeah, oh, King, King of the Hill is awesome. awesome. And I, and I love Dale as a character, but I'm like, Again, it's what I like kind of talked about earlier. Like cartoons, you have this freedom to be as crazy as the fuck you want. And like when that starts like leaking into real life, that's when it becomes problematic. And I'm telling you, he would be the worst kind of human being to have to deal with like on a semi regular basis. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Alan, let's get your number one. Uh, So my number one is early Kyler. I don't know if you guys have ever watched Squidbillies before. Yes, sir, I have. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm glad we get to talk some Squidbillies, dude. Like, cool. So for the for the uninitiated, uh, Squidbillies follows uh, the Kyler family, which is an uh, a, a poor, dysfunctional family of these anthropomorphic, um, air-breathing mud squids that live in rural Appalachia uh, in Georgia. And early Kyler is, uh, I mean, he's just, he's just awful. Um, (laughs) He is, he's, I mean, so in, in, in defense of Squidbillies, it is, it is a funny show, but it is funny because of how awful early Kyler has been, is 100% period. Um, I mean, so like it, the whole the whole show revolves around uh, him essentially drinking and and beating his family and uh, robbing people. You you never see him without <laughs> his broken <laughs> shotgun in his hand. He drives a tugboat truck, um, which is part boat, part truck, or part truck, and then another part truck, a truck boat truck. Um, <laughs> you know, so. And and uh, he has a son, Rusty, who he's he's terrible to. Um, <laughs> that yeah. poor fucking squid, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so not o- not only is he you know like abusive and an alcoholic and stuff, but he also um, it, it, there's a, like a lot of incest that goes on um, in the show. It's a it's a a lot of a lot of meth that goes on in the show. Um, kind of like kind of like real life, George. I'd imagine. Yeah, it's kind of like what Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly does all the time. But but I will say he does he has this just excellent collection of hats, and so I I picked out a couple of couple of good hats. These trucker hats he wears all the time, um, and so I picked out a couple of good ones. Uh, Tell your titties to stop staring at my eyes. Um, <laughs> Rock out with your jock out, Daytona Beach, nineteen eighty six. Breathe if you're horny. Um, oh, too funk to drunk. Um, so you know, obviously, obviously funny in the cartoon context. But if anyone were to do any of these things in real life, they would definitely be in in actual prison. He winds up in jail most episodes, but but not actual actual prison. So, uh, yeah, just like in the town jail. Yeah. With the sheriff who he's, (laughs) who he he actually kills a couple times. 
Um, yeah, and, and like I'm pretty sure they go through like multiple like convenience store like workers because he's always shooting at them. T- like literally every like fourth scene ends with him shooting somebody with his shotgun. Like it's yes, very fucked absolutely. up. Absolutely. So absolutely. what I will say is he's voiced by a uh, by a guy named Unknown Henson, who if you've never listened to him, he makes very very funny like like country music. Uh, but he does the voice of early in the show, and he's fucking really really good but alan's 100 he's the eric cartman of cartoon network like he is the worst fucking imaginable human being and relating back to why i said earlier that's like half of ohio now <laughs> <laughs> oh god so squid billy's kind of takes up that same like real estate in my brain that aqua teen does Correct. where like uh, it's funny. I always laugh when I watch it, but like, I I don't ever really seek it out. And like, you know, we've got HBO Max, so like we're able to watch all the Adult Swim shows. And like, we were, you know, knocking out a bunch of Aqua Teen the other day. And I'm like, dude, more if I watch more than two episodes of Aqua Teen or Squidbillies, like, I feel stupid. Um, <laughs> so sure. I don't know. That's kind of so. I just I don't know. I don't ever really watch Squidbillies, but I do get what you're saying for sure. Um, it makes me laugh, though. Yeah, um, I agree with you that it takes that same area as Aquatine. I think Aquatine is a million times better than Squidbillies. I think Squidbillies fucking sucks. That's why I've been quiet this whole time. <laughs> I've mean, always Dave hated that, that show. show. We've, we've I have always hated Dave that hates show. It so much. <laughs> nothing about that show is funny to me. And it was it, even when I was smoking weed all the time, nothing about that show was funny to me. Uh, they've been making it for 15 years now. Yeah, it's just, just, just fucking like, crime against humanity. 15 Jesus. years they've been making that show. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? That's longer than, than Aqua Teen. Yeah, yeah it's currently still being made. It's because yeah. it's funny. Like, I'm not going to say here and like sh- suck the show's dick or anything, but like that shit makes me laugh, dude. And that you can't say that for 99% of everything that's on Cartoon Network or Adult Swim nowadays. I mean, let's be fair here. There's a lot weirder dumb shit on fucking Adult Swim than there used to be. That was like, you know, the last like really cool, like new one that came out. Yeah, I mean, of course, taste is subjective. <laughs> Fuck you, Aaron. No, I mean, taste is subjective. I'm not going to say that you guys are bad people for liking it. I just think that that show fucking sucks and no one should watch it. So we can get it off of TV and start fixing this country. Thank you. <laughs> hey, dude, basically the same way I feel about anime. That's hilarious. Uh, all right. Um, that was Alan, right? That yeah. was Alan. All right. Let's get Bloodbaths number one. All right. Um, has anyone seen the show Daria? Yes, Cartoon sir. Back in the nineties. All right. So my number one is Daria from Daria, and I'll explain that. No, so Bloodbath. I, th- I agree with you. She's the worst. Like she's the worst. Well, so here's here's my thing. So, uh, I. I love this show. My wife loves this show. Like she's a, her and her friend Jane are like really fun characters. They're really neat. Um, and I think on a surface level, like you'd look at them and be like, well, like you would want uh, your kid, especially like your daughter to emulate somebody that's uh, principled and like kind of moral and ethical and, and smart and enlightened. But 
my argument would be that in reality, Daria is um, very uh, selfish, um, cynical. She sees everything in absolute black and white. Um, she's not very foot. And, you know, the show really, the the cool part about the show is that it, it really actually addresses this for, like, as much of a voice as the character has and as cynical and uh, smart as they are, the show really does a good job of kind of, like, pointing out, it's like, but she's really a biased character and she's not very flexible and, like, she alienates herself because she is so unwilling to, like, be self-critical and and uh, be flexible and be able to listen to other people. So I would argue that I wouldn't want my daughter to be so uh, overly principled and unable to, like, can, you know, be so isolated from other people and that she couldn't learn anything from anybody else. I've never seen that show, but that's a pretty fucking good argument for being number one on your list. Yeah, he actually like put it a lot more eloquently than like than I I I feel like I expected. Like I I think the reason I hate Daria is because like she she's like she's kind of an asshat. You know what I mean? She's kind of just mean to everybody <laughs> for no fucking reason. Like like everybody in her family, all of her friends, you know, authoritative figures. Like she's it, cynical is the best way to describe her, but like in reality, she's just she's an asshole to everybody dude and she's a really <laughs> she, she's not a she's not a great like she's not a strong main character and i know the show's like made after or named after her and shit like that and it is a good show like it's the most 90s show that ever existed uh maybe, yes I I, I I i don't know i just I, like you know like me watching daria like you know at the time that it was on tv like i never like daria was like the worst part of the show for me it's like watching true blood and like the main character being Sookie, and you're like oh man she's like by far the worst character in this show like it doesn't happen very often but i think the cynicism that she has in the show and like her overall just like you know like nihilistic quality of not giving a shit about fucking anything like going on outside of like what's very going cold. on like it's it, she she's she's like a robot dude like you're 100 right that she's very very cold, very detached, and I would argue that if you if you're familiar with the show, Aaron and Dave, if you've never watched it, like I think everybody should watch it. I think it's a really great show. I think Aaron like it's fun from a nostalgia point of view because it is the most '90s show ever. Yeah, it it's a good show was, for real. It ran between like '97 and like 2001, and like what I will say is if you watch if you get into the last like two or three seasons. Uh, the show really starts to like become aware of the fact that like she is so cold and so detached, and like it really does a good job of like pointing that out and like sort of like making the character have to grow as much as the character can grow. And I think that that's like part of the beauty of it because like I feel like you watch the show and you're like, oh, that's really funny. Like you know they make a really good point about you know whatever capitalism or consumerism or you know just you know the you know culture in general but then you know they are able to t like you know turn it around on itself and be like okay but like you're also kind of like just a douchebag like you need to stop like just chill out you know learn how to like talk to somebody you know so it i think it's a really cool show um and again for that so, reason i think that go ahead so just to kind of like draw it back a little bit i 
you know, Aaron said that she doesn't even seem like the main character, and, and she actually was created to be a secondary character in Beavis and Butthead, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. that's, that, was her, that was her origin story, and she was supposed to be that downer, that foil for Beavis and Butthead, rather yeah. than a, a main character, and she just, you know, it, it kind of took on a life of its own. So that kind of makes a lot of sense when you think about it, that they had to develop her character and they kind of realized once they gave her her own show, like, well, how do we, how do we, how do we make a show around this when it's just all about this cynical girl who is really just an asshole to all of the people around her all the time. Um, Yeah. You know, so I, I just think that's a, that's kind of an interesting thing. It's really crazy how like introspective some of those like, really unpopular you know quote unquote like 90s cartoons are like in that way yeah dude it's like it's the best like decade for animation like i there's so many cool shows that that were on during that time that like uh, i mean there's i mean like there's definitely shows that are on now that i like and you know ones that are made for adults ones that are made for kids ones that are made for like whole families but like dude there's just nothing like you know, some of the shit that came out then, like, like the shows don't even touch them. Like you said, like, they're not even, not even so much that like one show's funnier than the other, but it's just like, I don't know, man, there's just a quality to them that they don't have anymore. Fair enough. Except for squid millies, right? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're moving into honorable mentions before you guys can talk about that fucking show again. All right. <laughs> Honorable mentions go lightning round style. And my honorable mention, we already talked about him, is Pepe Le Pew teaching young boys not to take no for an answer since 1945. God, it's weird how much of an occurring theme this has become. Just like predatory behavior in cartoon characters. I just want to say, like, Pepe Le Pew is not in the new Space Jam movie. And if you're mad about that, you can fuck off. It's not something that you should be mad about. Yeah, also he Dude, sucks. Dave Chappelle was tunes. talking about that 20 years ago. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, what's your honorable mention? Uh, my honorable mention is Uncle Ruckus from the Boondocks. Uh, I just, <laughs> uh, I just James think, said like, that one. Yeah, I just think like a, good uh, one. a self-hating black man who believes in an all-white heaven that's owned by Ronald Reagan is just really like and 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 and, and I, I I get it. Like Uncle Ruckus is very funny, uh, but Jesus Christ, does he have fucking problems, dude? So honorable yeah. mention, Uncle Ruckus. Good, Alan. What's yours? Um, I had uh, I had two of them. One of them was Angelica. The other one is um, yeah. Scar from The Lion King. Oh my god, uh, what a dick! <laughs> Yeah, Scar was a <laughs> Scar was a real dick. He had no no redeeming qualities whatsoever. All he did was murder and um, take things that weren't his, and he was a real asshole to Zazu. And so, Scar. That's the line. Mention. That's the line. If you cross that line, if you're an asshole mm-hmm. to Zazu, yeah, yeah I'm glad I mean, you can ki- you can kill Mufasa a time or two, but like you know, be nice to yeah. Zazu. Yeah, he's fuck him. a fortieth your size, you dick. <laughs> That's what I'm. <laughs> All right, bloodbath. What's your honorable mention? 
my honorable mention is honestly uh, like all Disney princesses. Um, Good. If you want me to get okay. yeah, if you want me to be specific, I'll throw out uh, I'll throw Ariel under the bus. Um, she she falls in love with somebody who she doesn't even know. She doesn't ever get a chance to talk to or have a conversation with. It's her relationship is based purely on looks. And um, also it enforces the idea that women should be seen and not heard. So, Ariel. And also she like changes her entire, her entire being. Yeah. Right. To impress this to dude. Go and, right. To go and, and pursue that relationship, which yeah. is just, you know, it's just like Greece, man. Choice. Fucking awful. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. It's exactly like Greece. Disney princesses are uh, pretty fucking problematic if you have a daughter, I'm sure. And uh, I'm glad that the the newer Disney stuff is moving more towards like female yeah, empowerment. Yeah, agreed. Stuff. Yeah, strong female characters. Yeah, dude. Yeah. All right. Good. Uh, let's move into listener responses here. Uh, we had some good listener responses this time, and I'll get us started with Leah, who says her number three is Johnny Bravo. Her number two is Rick from Rick and Morty. And her number one is Homer Simpson. I feel like both Rick and Homer have a ton of redeeming qualities, personally. They do. But yeah, well, well, do, you, do you really want your son Rick to grow well. up to be Homer Simpson? I mean, like, maybe, yeah. like, in a, like, kind of, you know, like, like he's very empathetic. He, I mean, yeah, but he also Homer just, loves like, his family. Homer yeah. loves his family, Hol- but he also Homer lays on the, the couch drinking beer all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's also, he a, he's also a heavy alcoholic. Yeah. Fair. Dude, if Homer, all right, Homer he, keeps his job he's because it's a cartoon. <laughs> because it's a cartoon. Homer would get fired, like, before the show even started in real life. Oh, I mean. Homer would be in prison. I mean, he chokes Bart. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. He'd be yeah. in prison. For sure. Yeah, like, there's that would, too. It wouldn't end well. Can I just say though, yeah. like, nobody, no, none of us said Rick from Rick and Morty. I feel like yeah, that was going to be a Michael Buckus situation. Him, but I was like, ah, shit. Like, if you, if you like emulate the really smart part of him, like, that's pretty cool. You know, so I, I, I didn't, I don't really, yeah. like, he's a terrible human being, but like, he, uh, he also has like technology that could he's vastly also, improve the the lives of all of us. So he's also teaching uh, kids slide. that he's also teaching kids that science is cool. So he's he's all right in my book. Agreed. All right. Uh, this next one is from Mo. Uh, his number three is all of the other reindeer. Uh, his number two is Glenn Quagmire, which is just every character we've said on steroids. Yeah, uh, and his number one is Randy Marsh. I don't understand that. Randy Marsh is great. Randy Marsh yeah. uh, again would also be in prison. One hundred percent. Not even a question. <laughs> I I just want to say I love the answer. All of the other reindeer, because yeah, that made me laugh. The reindeer, <laughs> they were completely they useless. Were real jerks. Useless. Yeah. Real Fucking assholes. Also, they, why wouldn't they let Rudolph play in their reindeer games? I don't. I don't know why. I mean, because they're dicks. That's why. Because they're dicks, (laughs) dude. Uh, So next up is Ryan. Number three, Randy Marsh. Number two, it's Randy Marsh. Number one, nobody comes close to Randy Marsh. Yep. You know, now I feel really bad about saying all those good things about Randy Marsh. I didn't know Ryan was like out here like that. Yeah, no, all over it. Oh, all right, Jamie. 
Number three, Glenn Quagmire. Number two, Uncle Ruckus. And number one, IR Baboon. Ask Bloodbath why. So Bloodbath, <laughs> yeah, why? I actually got to know why, because I watched that show, and I'm like, why? isn't he supposed to be the good guy in the show? Okay, so, no, 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 no. So, uh, does everybody know what the show is? Remind me. It's right, I Am uh, Weasel and IR Baboon. Right, 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 right. right it was right. on... It was on Cow and Chicken. Cow and Chicken. It was on Cow and Chicken, and then during Cow and Chicken, there's another show called I Am Weasel. And he, his arch, it was about the scientific, like, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of character, and he was a weasel. And his arch nemesis was I.R. Baboon. And he spoke in broken, uh, incorrect English. (laughs) He would always say, I.R. Baboon. And the reason it's on the list is because my sister used to watch that show religiously, and she was little, and she started talking like uh, the baboon. She would go, I are Rachel. Stop it, I like Rachel. Stop this. <laughs> I are Rachel. I are hungry. I oh, are God, yeah. tired. And my parents got oh. so pissed. Like my dad like lost his mind. He was like, No, this show's not allowed on. So Dude, yeah, that's oh, That sucks God. that your wife yeah, that hates your sister, dude. That's gotta be weird. <laughs> no. She uh, all right. it. Good uh good call, Jamie. Next up is Tyler. Tyler's number three is Bender. Number two is Ash's mother from Pokemon. And number one is Cartman. All three good ones. That's Ash's solid. mom sucks, dude. She let like a 13-year-old kid just go into like the forest in the desert for a year yeah, without giving him anything. Super irresponsible. Yeah. She gave him a pair of shoes and was like, get the fuck out. Go go make <laughs> me some money. Go on. Be, be a Professor Oak about to get Clizos. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, like she sent him out to do like glorified dog fighting to make money for. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's messed up. <laughs> Mother of the year. All right, next is Sarah Bush. Hey, FYI, last episode. Thank you for the shout-out to Kyrkin Jr. I'm still super pumped about that. Sarah Bush, her number three is Bart Simpson. Her number two is Ursula. And her number one is every Scooby-Doo villain. (laughs) Every Scooby-Doo villain. Good call. Bart Simpson, I can't believe this is the first time we've talked about Bart. I actually uh... emulated him growing up. Like, Bart Simpson was my hero until I started watching basketball. Yeah, dude, that's, I mean, and that's not great. I mean, Bart... I got in trouble for saying crap boobs crap all the time. (laughs) You would later get in trouble for grabbing people's boobs. Listen, that's for another top three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like like the Scooby-Doo one. That was a pretty good choice. Uh, number or next up, we have Chris. Number three is Brack from Space, Bo- Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Number <laughs> two is Coach John McQuirk. And number one is Bender. What's that number two from? Yeah, does anybody know who number two is from? I looked no. it up. It's from Home Movie. Oh, yeah, he's the, big, uh, he's the big muscle guy. Home movies is the worst, but that guy... I, <laughs> doesn't doesn't H. John Benjamin play him? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, that would make sense. I can't. All right. Okay. Jess. It is. Number yeah. three. 
Jess's number three is Rick Sanchez. Number two is Homer Simpson. Number one is Bojack Horseman. And an honorable mention, Angelica Pickles. Uh, Jess oh. told me if we did not read her honorable mention, she would uh, kill Aaron. And I was pretty tempted, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but we need Aaron for at least a few more episodes. I have so much <laughs> left to say about anime. <laughs> and I will wrap this up with Matt, whose number three is Professor Farnsworth. Number two is Mr. Burns. And number one is Wiley E. Coyote. Guys, remind me why Professor Farnsworth is bad. Yeah, I don't understand that one. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. He, he doesn't follow the scientist code. That's why everybody makes fun of him. Sure. He I also kind of feel like Wiley yeah, Coyote I, I have no doesn't other... belong on there. No, why? No, I, I don't think Roadrunners are endangered, dude. You can't go fucking with Roadrunners. Yeah, man, dude, he's like, an who animal. Some... He's got to eat, right? <laughs> yeah, he's move on. Eat. Learn to take an L. Like Jesus Christ, that's why he doesn't want people emulating him because the motherfucker doesn't know when to give up when all hope is lost. Move on with your life. Wiley E. Coyote is also also teaching children not to solve their own problems and instead to buy expensive uh, yep. cartoony bombs and hammers. Capitalist fucking shill, dude. That's all yeah. he is, it's man. Wiley Coyote. It teaches perseverance, <laughs> right? He he failed for decades, yet he still keeps trying. Yeah, but you could say the same thing about Johnny Bravo. Like, right? Like, I have a trucker yeah, hat yeah. that's uh, a that's picture totally of uh, Wiley Coyote holding a rocket, and it just says, don't think twice. <laughs> <laughs> can I have that? Can that be mine yes. tonight? Like, yeah, you can, can I have come it. over to your house while your children and wife are sleeping and take that hat? <laughs> yeah. You have to find it. Oh. Do, not let, do not let him <laughs> into your house when your children <laughs> and your wife are sleeping. Challenge accepted. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for your responses. Uh, if you're listening and you didn't send in a response, keep an eye out on our social media pages. That's at a top three podcast. We will send out a call on Thursdays for your responses to our upcoming topics. And if you send us your top three, we will read it and react to it on the show. So thanks, everybody, again, for sending those in. And I think that is another successful top three, guys. Yay. Hooray. <laughs> Man, I and hate we... anime. I'm all mad about anime again. <laughs> all right. Uh, so if you would like to support the show, once again, please, please, please tell your friends. Uh, share it around on social media. Subscribe if you haven't already. Give us a rating, a review if your platform allows it and follow our social media pages. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. It is a problematic fucking TV show and a problematic character. Yeah. I'm going to take a quick pause right here. Somebody's, like, eating chips really loudly. Can anybody else hear that? Yeah. Okay, yeah, just say it. Me. It's all right, just, just, just do, do, do what I'm doing, and just when you're crushing food like I've been the last two hours, like just fucking just mute it. Anyways, so going back to Bra Johnny Bravo now. <laughs>